up the band and what kind of plastic crap can we sell to the masses for it is another episode of the Sweet Chinwag Podcast. I am Sam alongside Dan and Reardon as we continue our journey for the wacky world of professional wrestling. Good afternoon chaps, how are we today? Dying. I'm what sorry. day is it? It's Saturday. Well, no, actually, oh. no, it's actually allegedly, Monday. Allegedly. It's, it's actually Monday. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> I feel a little bit better from our last episode, that's for damn sure. Yeah. But, like, I've been See, so... See, that's the thing. So it's busy. like, I feel like crap, but now for a completely different reason, this time out of my control. <laughs> I can... Sort of relate? No. <laughs> but no, it's been a it's been a hell of a busy time for me, that's for darn sure. Yeah, you've um, been busy as hell. I've been busy, and I don't even know why, because it doesn't feel like it. <laughs> it I mean I, oh, I was gonna say, I mean it could be worse, but uh, It could be no, it actually it absolutely could be. Mm. Mm. True. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's been busy as all heck. That's really all I can say about it. I mean, how's your week been, Reardon? Oh, God, it's only, it's been a whole last week. I don't know what I've done. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's been seven whole, oh God, it has been seven whole days. Jeez. I feel like I've yeah. aged seven years from this. Honestly. <coughs> I mean, at least, we, I was going to say, at least, at least, at the uh, at the very least, we got a good Royal Rumble come out of this. We had a Royal Rumble. We did uh, have a Royal Rumble. We did, certainly. You call it good? <laughs> Could have been worse. I just can't believe, I just can't believe we actually got it, we called it all. Yeah, we I, was, right. I was going to say, yeah. we did, he didn't get to call it. <laughs> Oh man, but um, no, it's glad, glad to hear you two are alright. I'm feeling a little bit better, fortunately. And um, yeah, yeah, I think I'm, I, th I think I'm ready to do another episode. Although I sometimes feel like, sometimes when I start these things, I just ramble, like I'm kind of doing right now. <laughs> so right, rambling's what we do best. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And you know what? It feels weird that we don't have a guest for the first time in a long time. Yeah, so I guess that's what's making me feel a little bit like, huh? This feels really weird. Last time we didn't have a guest was all the way back in November. Well, you know, that's an ass problem. That's true. That's very true. <laughs> anyway, we give you... This podcast, thanks to those lovely people over at SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and forever pending other platforms. You know, guys, we might be, we, they, you know, the powers that be might sell us merchandise, but here at the Sweet Chinwag, we sell pending. <laughs> and we will always have pending in stock. Forever. And our merch will always be pending. <laughs> <laughs> oh god don't even start <laughs> <laughs> so if you didn't clock on before we get into our episode talking about the the best of the worst in, in wrestling merchandise 
it is time to visit Dan's for this week's wrestling news. So, oh wait, yeah, wrestling news. Sorry, I was about to say, what the fuck? <laughs> You're jumping sorry, straight sorry, into sorry, it. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. 128 episodes, Dan. <laughs> Don't worry. It's okay. I caught myself. I caught myself. <laughs> My goodness. Um. So yeah, we had the rumble recently. Um. How how did we feel about the rumble? As I said, I can't believe we all called it. Yeah. Weird. It's weird. Which is which is strange to say the least. Um, it wasn't I mean, the worst. Exactly it, it really difficult. wasn't the worst Royal Rumble. No, it wasn't the worst Royal Rumble. Was it? Was it brilliant? Uh, I definitely wouldn't say so. Certainly better than last year's Rumble. <laughs> so that and that's saying something. That is definitely true. Mm. I mean, because um, I think everything, everything, everything other than kind of like Shane McMahon being number 28 and in the last three anything anything was going to be an upgrade from that <laughs> well yeah and yeah we got what we got <laughs> which was cody winning which yeah, so yeah. i think it's the, the the right call the right decision sammy not being there uh, it's a bit of a shame that being said though a great way to end a Royal Rumble. I was surprised that they ended it with WWE Universal Championship match, if I'm honest. Yeah. A very different sort of call there. I, I appreciated that, because it kind of made it all a bit more kind of uh, a bit, oh, I don't know what's going to happen, what match is going to come up next. Um, great ending, though, to that WWE, that Universal title match with Sammy finally um, having enough of Roman shit. And hitting him in the back with a chair. With Roman going down the exact same way he did when uh, Seth betrayed him. Uh, and the shield shield fell apart. <coughs> Is that his, like, um, his Achilles heel, chairs to the back? Yes, it's yeah. got to be. you got to remember, when you hit someone with a chair in a match, it's a very different thing to then if you hit them in a, with a chair in a segment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't make the rules, that's just how it works. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it was, um, it was a, I mean, in terms of surprises, we didn't get many, which no. I say is not a bad thing, to be quite <laughs> honest. I mean, we got Booker no. T, and I love the story of Bo- what Booker said. He said, I was there to do the pre-show, the pre-show panel part, which was all well and good, um, and then I got a call about an hour into the show saying, Booker, you're up. And he says, the rule I always have when I go to events like this is always bring your gear. (laughs) (laughs) So he was in the right place at the right time and Booker got a surprise entry. (laughs) I love, you know, that's some good prep right there. This is, it's brilliant prep. But, like, also... How, How do I say this? Doesn't it say something about WWE that then, like, their reserve is Booker T, who's there to do the pre-show? Like, would you not just have some people on standby? Yeah. 
I don't know. It just seems like a weird choice. I mean, I guess obviously the thing of like, oh, well, we'll get Booker T because then that's like a bigger thing than if we had like, I don't know, like Humberto Carrillo or whatever. Is he still at WWE? I don't know. I don't know. I've not seen him for months at this point, Humberto Carrillo. I have no, I have no idea if he's even still with WWE. Um, but like, it just seems random that you then you'd ha- like go to Booker T, go to Booker T, and not go to like you know someone working in your company yeah as a wrestler full time uh, answers on a postcard please <laughs> um but yeah cody winning as i said was probably the obvious was the obvious choice it was probably the, the right choice <coughs> i mean if you weren't going to put I mean, if you weren't going to put um Sammy in. I think the right, the only choice to go for then after that would have been Cody. Yeah, I, I, I do. I know a lot of people have been saying about like, will people, will the fans turn on Cody? I say it with the greatest respect. I don't think WWE fans will. No, and that's a weird thing. I think that the um, the general consensus online will tell you that <coughs> it's not the right decision, but the fans in attendance beg to differ. This is the thing. Because the fans in the audience were like, okay, we do not like this. But then a lot of the fans I was seeing online were like, oh, okay, this is good. This is good. This is good. And I was like, I don't know how to feel about this. Mm. Oh. I don't know. There's there's something about it that I mean, maybe just the, the broader online fan base doesn't really care. Yeah. On, I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess it means uh, at this point we're gonna. I mean, it seems like it's gonna be set up with Cody, um, Cody at the second night. Um, it's all leaves up in the air of what's happening with Sammy because of now Sammy being uh, leaving the bloodline. Um, that's all now been set in stone, and now we have confirmation with this week's edition of SmackDown that the main event at Elimination Chamber in Montreal, Quebec, Canada will be Sami Zayn going up against Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. Hey, remember when that was meant to be taking place in, like, Saudi or whatever? Yes! That was the time. Um, I was going to say, could you have imagined, could you have imagined that still taking place in Saudi Arabia and a Syrian man winning the Universal Championship? Well, the key part is it wouldn't be happening because he would not be there. No! Exactly! WWE moment. Um, but yeah, so we have, we have, we have all of that, and I know people have been saying like, "Oh, what if Cody like pulls something?" So what I'm imagining is there's probably going to be some kind of thing, and I can't believe I'm saying this. By the way, WWE looked to be going. My cursed booking could be coming real, so I've unleashed hell onto the universe again. Why, why must you? Why, I was going to say, why must you keep doing this, Dad? Um, I don't know. But um, people have been saying, "Oh, like, what if, what if Cody, um, like, something happens to Sammy, and then Cody is like, oh, well, that's not fair. So I will have the two of us um, both get our match and have a triple threat at Mania." Mm. Um, of which I have to say, "Good lord, what?" <laughs> I'm 
sorry for wreaking this havoc into the universe once again. Yeah, you better. <laughs> Apollo gave me the gift of prophecy, and I really used it in the worst way. <laughs> Look, Danstradamus, can you just stop for a second? <laughs> no, I won't. <laughs> well, shit. <laughs> but yeah, they're, they're, I mean, there was that. Um, should we go over to AEW quickly? Yeah, very, <clears throat> uh, very quickly. It's been um, it's been a very good, it's been a very good week for them actually. As a matter of fact, if you ask me, um, yeah. great episode of Dynamite. And uh, I will reiterate what I said online to a lot of people. <clears throat> Samoa Joe has always been fucking awesome. <laughs> yes, Samoa Joe is him. Straight up, and like I and like I was saying to um, somebody recently, um, I love that Samoa Joe has taken up the uh, the venerable role of um, Puro in becoming um, old wrestler who beats the shit out of younger wrestlers. Yes, I mean that was always where he was headed, right? Oh, oh absolutely. I feel like I feel like when he had that match with Kobashi in Ring of Honor, just like there was a mental bridge that was built, <laughs> and now he's reached this like stage in his career. He's like, I know what I must do. So basically, now Joe has become Kento Kobashi, and someone, someone <laughs> out there is going to be the Samoa Joe in that bitch. <laughs> yeah, eventually we will come across uh, another a Samoa Joe regen. That would I... then take up that role and have an absolute slapper against him at some point. What, is it Wardlow? <laughs> could be. You know what? It, it could be. It could be. I'm I'm expecting him to have a big hoss match um, now that Wardlow has returned and immediately went back to what he does best, <laughs> which is beating up the security. <laughs> See, the only thing I have with that is that I feel like it's just overdone at this point. Maybe, like, but Wardlow's been away long enough like, to, to yeah. warrant it actually still being a bit cool, if you ask as much, me. As much as, as, much as, I, as much as I do enjoy it, I'm like, we've done this, okay? <laughs> right, we, we, we've done this. Um, although, like, <clears throat> I absolutely love the idea of Samoa Joe versus Wardlow. Yes. Um, and um, I absolutely loved Samoa Joe. Just decided I'm just going to ragdoll this little rat about. <laughs> <laughs> we had a tremendous match. I don't care what anyone says. I, I, I couldn't believe that there was slander on the timeline of the man. But Brian Danielson versus Timothy Thatcher was fucking awesome. See, Timothy Thatcher is one of those. I've I've very much realized he's one of those Marmite wrestlers. Either you like him or you don't. Mm. And the thing is, there's a lot of people out there that are like, "Oh, he does not get reactions," and I'm like, "He does not care about that. He is Timothy Thatcher. This man still has a flip phone." Yes, that's it. Timothy <laughs> Thatcher does not care. Timothy Thatcher's there for one reason and one reason only. He likes to hurt people. Jesus, he has a flip phone. Yeah. Right, he has no I... social media, has a flip phone, barely uses a laptop or a PC, <laughs> Does and in his entirety of his wrestling run, has only ever had one piece of merch, and that was when he was in WWE. Oh, he's... he, We are, we are spirit twins, basically. Exactly! <laughs> he lives the way I want to live. 
Basically, he's the Nick Offerman of professional wrestling. Like, he literally just does, like, he just does what he wants. Okay, calm now, guys. How can you hate that? Calm now. Exactly. Oh, it's, oh, oh, all he does is pull faces. It's like, but there's yeah, so much more to Timothy Thatcher than that. Yeah, but that's the good thing. Yes. That's why we like it. Oh, I, like, I like the si- I like the silly man. Who I... does the silly faces, but also looks like he's gonna rip your face off. Yes, remember he's given his blood, sweat, tears, and teeth to this industry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's not forget the fight pit where Matt Riddle knocked three of his teeth out. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Uh, but let's not forget as well the British Messiah when uh, during his de- early days in the California scene he ended up trying to do a British accent <laughs> and was yeah, billed as the British Messiah from London, England. <laughs> yeah, right. But you have to admit though, Timothy Thatcher is the most non, the most British-looking non-British person you've ever seen. <laughs> exactly. I'm not even joking. <clears throat> it it did psychic damage to me to figure out he wasn't British. Yes, he was from Sacramento. <laughs> I, you could have told me that that man was from like, somewhere up north and I would have fully believed you. Oh, d- definitely a more kind of like, <laughs> we're definitely thinking Yorkshire. That's for Downshore, aren't we? <laughs> uh, I don't know. He gives me he gives me northeast vibes. No, yeah, yeah, you know, I, I can, I can see that as well. Not like a, not like, not like a Newcastle, more <laughs> like a, like a little bit further down. Why did I? Well, I was going to say he should have done it in Geordie accent there when he said, "Why did I kick him in the bullocks? <laughs> maybe, maybe like a, uh, I don't know, maybe like kind of, kind of like a Middlesbrough kind of, kind of vibe. <laughs> Honestly, though, like all this being said, though, they had a tremendous match. And would you believe that was the very first time they ever stepped foot in the ring together? See, that's see, the problem is, right, they were in WWE at the same time and that never happened. Which that's is how criminal. That, which is how you know that WWE is a goofy ass company. <laughs> <coughs> Completely criminal, but it's very happy to see it. They put on an absolute clinic. Uh, is this does this mean that Thatcher's in AEW? I don't think so. I think he's absolutely been doing uh doing really well in Noah, despite the fact that sometimes yeah. he's a very cursed company. But I mean that that's just kind of what you get with Noah, okay? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's been doing great, and he's been wanting to have an excursion in Japan for the longest time. So I don't think he's wanting to leave anytime soon for Noah, and especially because he's in a tag team with Hideki Suzuki. I don't like if we were with Thatcher, I'd be like, nah, I'm in my element right now where I am. To be fair, we're, talk- we're talking about that or that. Um, Sam, if you had a chance to watch, um, was it? Um, uh, it's DDT, but um, Higuchi versus Yuki uh, Aino. Yes, I did. It was a hell of a match. <laughs> a hell of a match. Oh, yeah, that reminds me. I need to show Reed and Aino. Basically, um, someone figured out how to like make like the densest human being. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> there's more. There are more denser human beings Sorry, out there. I, I, I said Yuki Aino. That's definitely wrong. That's the wrong person. Um... Sorry, Yuji Hino. Yuji yes, Hino. Yuji Hino. Yes, I was about to. Say, I was going to say because I Bro, thought you this, said Yuji Hino. This, yeah. No, this Don is incredible. This man is the future of wrestling. <clears throat> like, 
Here we go. <laughs> what do we got? What do we got? Get a load of this. Look at this specimen. Oh my god. <laughs> He's fucking. What's the, what's the one? He's fucking huge. <laughs> the hell? Yes, yes. I'm upset that Gooch is no longer KOD champion. Yeah, I have a feeling he will be you. He will be KOD champion once more very soonish. He'll be back soon. He'll be back soon. There's no way they can't. That the first run was, insane. it was too damn good. That 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 run last year was phenomenal. But bloody hell, um, Yuji Hino. Yuji Hino. <laughs> he's a what fucking a... he's a fucking fridge of a man. He is. Oh my lord. <laughs> <laughs> Count that as a preliminary um, recommendation corner, Yuji Hino. What yeah, you know what? Yes, because oh yes. Otherwise, otherwise, I, otherwise, I think he'll hurt me. He might not listen to this podcast, you know what, but I think he'll know. Sam, you know what? You know what we need now. What? We need Yuji Hino versus um, Shigehiro Irie. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna say, oh, Daisuke Sekimoto. <laughs> No, not Sekimoto. <laughs> I don't know. Two big fucking fridge of pe- fridges of people. No, I no, I, I fully approve. I fully approve of the Sekimoto match, but I need I need she. That is true. That is very 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 true. <coughs> Talking of DDT as well, we had Soup versus Brian Cage, Takeshita versus Brian Cage, which was actually a good match. I was. It was. It was. It was good by Brian Cage. Stanford. I was going to say it was good by Brian Cage. <laughs> <laughs> I've ever since I saw that tweet, which was like, um, Brian Cage just kind of wanders around the ring like he's a lost child. Um, I've never been able to escape from it. I'm not a man. I'm not even a machine. I'm a man, baby. <laughs> it's not even that. It's just like they did that about him, like getting to spots, and I'm like, oh my god, I cannot unsee this anymore. <laughs> It's true though, he does. He does he does kind of waddle. <laughs> he just kinda of, like when he needs to get to a spot, he just kind of like walks to it. <laughs> it's very goofy. Uh, but then but... again, what, what are you gonna do with fucking Brian Cage? Yep. Leave him in yep. Ring of Honor? <laughs> Definitely not that. <laughs> Brian so... Cage in a fucking pure rules match. <laughs> But we also did get Moxley and, and Hangman as well at Dynamite, which was very good. <coughs> very good. Um, I love the I, yeah. fact that not even before the bell rang, Mox was like, I'm going I'm, I'm, I'm to blade. Fuck it. I'm going to bleed. I'm going to bleed before the bell even rang. I'm saying, though, right? Because Mox is just doing it for vibes now. Oh, no, no, no. That's always been Mox's kind of... That's always been Mox, though, in his entire that career. <laughs> but I just like I, I, I just like the fact that he's just like, hmm, what should I do for this match? I know, I will just bleed. And I approve. It's entirely the correct choice. At this point, I'm all, I'm almost certain that Mox is like, I want my forehead to be worse than Abdullah the Butcher's. <laughs> to be fair, though, I say all of this. I would love it if, like, literally, the, if, the, if, if, like having blood on their show was like one of AEW's defining things because god knows uh, WWE's not doing it anymore <laughs> this is for true <coughs> <laughs> but no not a bad dynamite at all honestly no very pleasantly surprised by that yeah I haven't had a chance to watch the um well I, have, I haven't had a chance to watch the full um 
Hangman Moxley match. Although their previous one, uh, the other, the one, their one the other week, um, slapped. Mm-hmm. Oh, this one slapped. Be, mostly because um, all of the clotheslines look like they could kill a small child. <laughs> and I am fine with that. There will be people being there, and they were like, "Oh, that looked a bit, that looked a bit stiff." Nah, that's how we want it to be. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Just. <laughs> Absolute brutality forever. Is, is this is this safe? No. Am I okay <laughs> with that? Yes. <laughs> talking of un, uh, talking of not safe and still loving it. Uh, Kota Ibushi is now a free agent, and is yeah, uh, he's he letting his debut uh, with GCW. Yes, and he's going <laughs> to be making his appearance in Mania Week at Blood Sport Nine against Speedball Mike Bailey. <laughs> I can just tell that match is going to be incredible and yet cursed in the same stretch. There was a rumour, because of all of this in his free agency status, there was a rumour that um, that he was going to be facing Manny Pacquiao in a mixed yeah. martial arts fight. <coughs> um, thank goodness yeah. it's only a rumour because Manny Pacquiao is a piece of shit human being. Yeah, so the rumour was going around that apparently Ryzen had booked... Um, Manny Pacquiao versus Kosho Ibushi. I should clarify, um, the person that from Ryzen that gave that speech, well, said that, uh, was basically spitballing it as an idea. Yeah. Um, of which, I have to love the fact that he came up with that. <laughs> Fuck Manny Pacquiao now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, I'm happy that someone's following in Pride FC's steps <laughs> of just looking the most crackhead matches <laughs> <clears throat> like they will really just sanction fucking anything at this point yes yes <laughs> like and like you know what i'm not mad at it i mean obviously i'm mad at them deciding to use manny pacquiao but <clears throat> true, true um but yeah i expect um god i expect abushi to actually kind of really just go on a rampage um come Mania week. Um, do you see him ending up in AEW? I I, I think I so. Mean, <clears throat> I feel like that's the end game. Um, I expect right. him to... I mean, I mean, at this point, I expect him to go at least a few months going here, there, and everywhere. I mean, that like, much he'll, is he'll, obvious. He'll go, he'll go here, there, and everywhere. Like, I'm sure he'll pop up at... Um... Oh, I can't remember the guy's name. There's a guy in Japan that runs um he he runs a fed that is there's no 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 ring and it's just on gym mats. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Um and it's even funnier because the guy is like some former like kickboxer or some shit. <laughs> um like he'll probably turn up there. He'll probably turn up in like, um, Gato Move Choco Pro, yeah, Gato Move Choco Pro, um, that re- that revived version of Osaka Pro that's being started by that guy who left all Japan, yeah. Um, he'll probably appear in like somewhere random in like the US, like a probably like a Revolver show or something. Basically, we just want to see him <laughs> st- keep doing his gonzo shit, but insane stuff. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. It's just let Kota Ibushi do- be Kota Ibushi. He's also said he wants to open up his own wrestling school. Which I am 
very much looking forward to see how that how that pans out. So be prepared for even more of that crack. <laughs> very excited. Very excited <laughs> to see the future of Kota Ibushi for sure. There is no doubt yeah. in my mind though that there's got to be at least one point where he turns up in AEW though. I feel like it's the end game. It has to be. It has to be. Oh, has there anything else though in the news, Dan? Uh, I can't think of anything. Anyone else got anything to mention? Um, I think in terms of everything, we kind of cleared up the, the like most important parts. That's for darn sure. Right. Cool. We're done then. Alrighty then. Recommendation corner. Read and what have you got for us this week? <clears throat> How do you feel about? having your best friend suddenly hate you randomly and it escalating very quickly on an Irish island. That sounds like a very good um, wrestling storyline. That sounds very specific. It does, actually. Well. It does, actually. My name is Finley, and I fucking hate your guts. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> My... Well... Don't worry, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, anyway, you guys are in luck because I recommend the Banshees of Inishiron. I forgive me if I am butchering Inishiron, but I don't think I am. I'm not sure. Come on, you're the most you're, you're the most Irish-sounding person here, Rid. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's funny seeing your name actually spoken out into into the wild. <laughs> <laughs> thanks to having a thanks to having a name that is technic that is normally an Irish surname, <laughs> so so them going to O'Riordan's was very was very fascinating. <laughs> Even though it was more like O'Riordan, just, just just this eldritch speak <laughs> of my name. It's fascinating to hear, but I recommend watching it. It's a really good movie. Colin Farrell is great in it, <laughs> and it is strangely. On Disney Plus, of all things? Yeah, they have a few weird things like that. Like, I was very... I was unbelievably confused. I was unbelievably believably confused when they had Reservation Dogs on there. I was like, you know, again, another good show, Reservation Dogs, but it's on Disney Plus. I was like, excuse me? Yeah, but you can watch it. It's very good, and that's what I recommend. Good choice, sir. Very, very good choice. All right. All that being said, are you chaps ready to riff on wrestling merchandise? <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah. So, as we know as wrestling fans, sometimes when wrestling merch hits well, it's very it's 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 iconic. When we talk about things, when we talk about merch, we think Austin three sixteen. We think of Know Your Role t-shirts. Stuff that kind of almost supersedes wrestling itself and can be seen as even like a cultural touchstone that you can wear out and not be embarrassed by. Oh, NWO and the Wolfpack as well. Iconic pieces of merchandise. But with that comes some crap. And by God, in the history, modern history of professional wrestling, there has been so much tat that has come out from all the mainstream wrestling companies. <laughs> and we are going to talk about some of our favourites. The best of the worst in wrestling merch, if you will. Now, we're going to start off tame, and then we're just going to get even into the more sillier ones as we get on with this. So, who would you like to begin, chaps? 
You know what? I know that you're chomping at the bit, Sam, so why don't you go first? Okay, so... I'm going to open up, kind of like, very mild in comparison to the other stuff that we're going to be talking about. So picture it. It's 1998. WWF as it is, it is at its absolute zenith at this point. Any, it pretty much they can print Stone Cold Steve Austin onto anything and it will sell. At this, but with that, to its detriment, comes some absolute tat. And I want to introduce you two to something that was brought up and even seen in its prototype stage on Beyond the Mat. It is the WWF Wall Talkers. Some 8 by 9 pieces of plastic tat that would talk to you if you with motion sensors that it, you would pass by and it would also have movable eyes that would follow you as well <clears throat> it's one of the now, weirdest things i have ever seen <laughs> okay now when i thought we would enter the hellscape surveillance state i didn't think it would have stone cold face on it what <laughs> it's where are you going, son? What? <laughs> because everything about this sounds so fucking dystopian. All I want to say is, why does Steve look so sad in that picture? <laughs> I've been, I've been cursed to look at you, son, for the rest of the, for all of eternity. I look at you for the rest oh, of time, what? <laughs> He looks like he looks like he accidentally got frozen and is. It is slowly being being sent into the phantom zone. Yes, that's genuinely what it is, though. I will find him, son. I will find him. You will bow down before me. What? It's, it's Steve Austin as General Zod. Honestly, I think he would have done a good job. What? You didn't think Michael Shannon did a did a bad? Oh, he did. did a good job. No, no, Michael Shannon did a great job. Yes. He's, the best, he's, he's the best part of that movie. But I'm just saying, Stone Cold Steve Austin could have given him a run for his money. Like, the, I think the worst part about this, though, is just, like... <laughs> I don't know. Is it, is, it, is, it the, is it the weird facial image? Is it the... Is it the weird plastic kind of embossing over it? <laughs> I okay. I'll tell you what I think it is. I think it's the it definitely oh, okay. Hey, it definitely is the fact that it's supposed to like use motion sensors to then start playing voice lines. That's fucking horrifying. Yeah. But I think the bigger problem though is how the face. It's really hitting uncanny valley for me. Yeah. Oh, it's it's a, it's the skin, right? <laughs> like the way it's yeah, shaped as well, yeah, the way he's tilted. That... It looks like a f face drawn on a thumb. Like, that is stone cold. <laughs> I can acknowledge that that is stone cold, but, like, that's, like, bad waxwork museum stone cold. Or it could look... It could be stone cold, or it could be Joss Whedon if he had if he shaved his head bald. Oh, no. Oh, no, I can't unsee it. <laughs> is it worse timeline Ron Howard? <laughs> I directed a part of our son. <laughs> oh my god! Like, but like, you get where I'm coming from with this. Like, I, can I tell do. It's stone cold, but it definitely doesn't feel like Stone Cold. <laughs> so yeah, that's my opening gambit, gentlemen. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, 
Well, have I got an opener for you? Now, there's been... Now, we love wrestling, right? We love wrestlers, right? They're iconic, like, stuff about them that makes them stand out to us. Yes. And it's no wonder that wrestling has created a a plethora of collectible items. <laughs> One of the most notorious ones being wrestling figures. Oh, Christ. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, we love wrestling figures, and, you know, we will we oh, at some point probably played with them when we were younger. Mm-hmm. You'd be there and be like, man, this is so cool. And then you get, like, the super collectible ones where they were, like, super realistic and, like, the faces were, like, almost perfect. It was like you like you had Stone Cold with you, right? <laughs> you ever want to make your figures even more lifelike? <laughs> because you know what wrestlers do when they're wrestling? Oh, no. They sweat. <laughs> I welcome you to the WWF Maximum Sweat Figure Collection. Oh. Have you ever wanted your wrestling figures to sweat while you use them? Well, now you can. These fucking <laughs> abominations. They were wrestling figures which had a tiny, like, water reservoir in them that you could fill up. And then as you use them and as you, like, use parts of the body, it would make water squeeze out of them. Like, they were sweating. I want to know who came up with this idea so I can fight them personally. Yeah, the maximum sweat figures were something. I'm not sure what... They figured, here's the <laughs> thing about them, right? They weren't even poseable. Like, so you were stuck with this one pose of this really over-the-top caricature of, say, uh, Road Dog. But you couldn't move him to actually use him during, re- like, like wrestling matches with your figures. All they would do is sweat. And just occasionally... That's what, that's what you want, guys, right? We all want our wrestling figures to sweat. No! What is the sweat... Is the sweat just water? I yeah. hope the sweat's just water. Yes. 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 You filled up like a little water reservoir inside the figure. Right. Okay. It would just make water slowly seep out through like the figure. That sounds terrifying. <laughs> I'll show you. I was gonna say. I've show. I was gonna say. I'll show you the picture here, Reardon, of the rocks version of the maximum sweat figure. Oh my god. <laughs> like Do you remember the final boss of Ready to Rumble Boxing <laughs> Round 2, which was just a roided up it. Michael Buffer? I'll tell you I will tell you what this looks like. This makes the rock look like Senator Armstrong from Metal Gear Rising Revenge. Yes it does. <laughs> I mean let's face like. I mean let's face it, when he does his inevitable political run, he will be Senator Armstrong for Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. <laughs> now, do you want to see... Check the dirt sheets lately. Would you like to see the the, um, the, uh, the another version? Uh, this exclusive Maximum Sweat version of Gary Busey. I'm sorry, Billy Gunn. What the hell is this? <laughs> like, look at this. <laughs> He looks like he looks like he's turning into the Hulk. <coughs> you know what was an interesting one about the Kane version of the Maximum Sweat figure? I think I know Dan think, knows where I'm going with this. Is that the Kane version of the Maximum Sweat figure 
actually allowed you to remove the mask of Kane, and this was way before Kane actually unmasked. So do you don't want to know what they did? What? They had no face. No, they actually added burns to his face model. I mean, well played, honestly, a little bit there. Talk about the comedy box of Acme TNT next to him. <laughs> no, 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 don't worry about it. <laughs> so yeah, if you've ever wanted action figures that know how to sweat, there you go. I can't believe no one else has adopted this technology. And did you believe they actually had four runs of the Maximum Sweat line? Because wrestling fans will buy anything, and I say that in a derogatory way. This is uh, true. This is true. <laughs> All right, we've had we've had our opening <laughs> gambits. Reardon, what have you got for us to open up? All right, guys. So there's something you guys need to know about me. I love a good hat. I love a good hat. I always have. Yeah. This is not one of them. Uh. I present to you the Daniel Bryan beard hat. Oh, this fucking abomination. (laughs) See, look. Here we are. This was the same era where we had that weird Zack Ryder wig. You know, the headband wig? Oh, yes. And they figured, well, you know what? Why don't we just put more hair on headwear? (laughs) Here's the the thing, though, right? If they did one of those things where it's like a, the beard is attached like the bottom, mm. it would look goofy, but it wouldn't be as bad as this. <laughs> Who in the world wants a hat with a hair brim? I don't you know. know I, new look, era looking at this and going, you know what? Our new version of snapbacks is right there. He got the, he got the yeah. Yankee with the hair brim. Like All I can see is that that must be the single most itchy head I've ever seen. Now, I know that that shit's irritating. Like, that, that's, that's something that you just break out in a rash. Because you know that that thing isn't that good. Oh, no. That's, not for, not That is for one toffee. billion percent polyester. <laughs> and again, derogatory. <laughs> <coughs> Damn, coming out the gates fast, Rude. That is absolutely awful. I just... No. They they could not have sold one. They could not have sold one. No, but I'm telling you, though, someone bought that. Someone Someone did. At a discounted price, I freaking hope. No, someone probably bought that full price. Yeah. Damn it. Oh, I don't know. It could have been worse. I, I'm, How? I'm... How could have it been worse? Enlighten me, please. <laughs> it could have been a Dolph Ziggler bleached blonde brimmed cap. Nah. <laughs> nah, I'm sorry. It's, you're, all you're slick, wrong. it's all slicked and wet as well. I'm sorry, you're wrong. <laughs> that looks like they shaved off like the Lorax's mustache, dyed it and stuck it on a hat. Like... You know, those have been repurposed as Anchorman Ron Burgundy has. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. <laughs> okay. For my next 
one. I'm going to do something a little uh, tame again. But whilst we were on the uh, the uh, the boat of action figures, you guys <laughs> are fully aware of WWF's now iconic brawling buddies. Yeah. They were, in the golden age of WWF, they were absolutely iconic. You had Macho Man, Hulk Hogan, you had uh, Ultimate Warrior, all of those good ones. Well, in the mid to late 90s, we had WCW kind of bring their own answer to this one. And I have the great pleasure to say that I do have personal experience with this one. It is the WCW Bashing Brawlers. (coughs) Now... The big gimmick about these ones that set them apart from the brawling buddies, these had, these could talk to you and actually had senses that if you if you hit a specific part or touched a specific part of it, it would reply in earnest. So say you put it in an arm lock, it would tell you you've got my right arm, <laughs> or nice. if you po- if you grabbed its <clears throat> nose, it would actually tell you. And I did. I had the Kevin Nash one. <laughs> Every time you touched its nose, it would go, Ow, you've got my nose! <laughs> right. You could right. pile drive it, and it would scream in pain and say, Ah, you smashed my head. <laughs> okay, no. so I have okay. one question here, and that is, what the fuck is up with the Goldberg one's face? <laughs> <laughs> that looks like a bad NBA scan. <laughs> for me, for me personally, Diamond Dallas Page is having too much of a good time down there. <laughs> Diamond Dallas Page is having a whale of a time living like this. And Bret Hart's guy, you're the like, I fucking hate Goldberg. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> honestly, the the Bret Hart and the Sting one are the best ones. Yes. Yeah, like they're not that bad. The Randy Savage one is rough, but it's okay. I think it's just due to the um, you know, it's just due to the style of the time where it looks like like Venom's head is slowly yeah. subsuming him. Yes. You know what the worst part about all of these <clears throat> were though, they actually what? didn't get the wrestlers to do the voice lines. They got oh. random Joe Schmoes to do the lines for them. Oh come on! Yeah, because we had Kevin Nash. Was that like, Kevin Nash's voice was too vo- too octaves too high? Nice. <laughs> you could definitely tell that Nash wasn't going for the payday to to, to record voice lines for his bashing brawler. Of course. <laughs> also, may I just add as well that these things weighed a fucking ton with the battery sure pack and the sensors in them. This is what I was going to say. They probably had like so many electronics in them to make it work so it knew where you were touching. Yeah, and you couldn't you couldn't do like your your regular moves to it because if you hit it at a certain point, you would break your elbow. Trust me, Ooh. I know from experience. <laughs> oh no! I didn't break my elbow, but I sure as hell came close to breaking it. The toys started. The toys started shooting on people. <laughs> all right, I don't care to anyone who's coming to the aid of these things. All I say is this. Did you get seriously hurt whilst playing with one of these? If you did, then my point is proven. <laughs> God. Moving on. <laughs> Alright, we going to me? Yes. <clears throat> okay. You know, maybe you know, after you're after you're done. You know, playing with your figures, and you're done playing with your um, 
your your brawler buddies, brawling buddies. Whilst wearing your Daniel Bryan hat. <laughs> yeah, whilst wearing your Daniel Bryan hat. Now, you know, you might work up a bit of a sweat. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Are we going back to sweat again, Dan? Okay. But, you know, you're there and you've got to get rid of that. And so now <laughs> I would like to start indulging us in the world of the wrestling toiletries category. Yes, this is, oh, I'm so shit. glad. I'm so oh, here glad. Here we go. Here we go. Now, there are many, many things out there. As many people can attest to the wide proliferation of what it's called WWE-themed soap and shampoo sets. Yes. Um, including to one that I saw literally just last year. It's an insane thing that this is such a wide market. <clears throat> I believe um, there was an I... AJ Styles shampoo at one point. There was. <laughs> um, but I would like to start off with one of my favourites, uh, which is we had the Monday Night Wars going on. But did you know there was another war going on? Probably in a Walmart somewhere in the US. Or a Target. Or a Target. Or another store that works similar to that. Or probably some kind of chain of pharmacists that exists in the US. I don't know US stores. Uh, I would like to bring up WWF Attitude and WCW Nitro Cologne for Men. There's only one thing I have to say about this, which is I need to know what these smell like. <laughs> so, for, for everyone, for, for you two, for you two, and for, especially for Reardon, here is WCW Nitro for Men. Right. And here is WWF Attitude for Men. They also actually had <laughs> WWF Attitude for Women as well. Okay. Now, as I said to these guys, um, I have a feeling these both smell exactly just like sandalwood in the worst way, and you'll end up smelling like a car. Yes. However, however, I will give it for Nitro. <clears throat> the actual packaging isn't the worst I've seen. <laughs> yes, it has bumpy ridges on the side, like real men have. I just like... it goes to the hospital, Sam, for the thousandth <laughs> time. Please, we love you. Go get yourself checked out. It's not a tumor. <laughs> oh my god! But like this is this is the this is the thing. Like I have to I have to wonder like. Because clearly no one outside of the wrestling market is going to buy this. Exactly, because as so we all, as the, the unwashed masses, who buys cologne? Marked to wrestling fans. <laughs> but like, what wrestling fans are going to buy cologne to like show loyalty? Because if anyone's, I'll, I'll say to this: if anyone's <clears throat> been to an indie wrestling show in the midst of summer, yes. we all we all know that some of them aren't wearing, are haven't washed, or are not wearing cologne. That's why you take cans of deodorant with you, yes. assuming the venue allows you to. Not all of them. Do. Throw at people and say, for fuck's sake! <laughs> Even merch have... stands have handed out free <clears throat> deodorant. <laughs> like, if you have to slap. WWF branding on it to get people to use it. Like, I feel like that's a sign. Now, 
with all this being said, would you like, uh, if we're talking about this, this, I have to bring this up as well before we get to you, Reardon, that this wasn't the only cologne that WWF did at this time. May I present to you two their, almost their pièce de résistance, Austin 316 Venom for Men. <laughs> okay. <coughs> Now this probably Possibly. smells like this probably smells like leather. <laughs> like I don't know why, but something like that just looks like it smells like chemicals. Yeah, okay, so chemicals. I I hate the logo. I hate the logo so much. Yeah, it's horrendous. This is by far the worst snake I have ever seen depicted. <laughs> How do I describe this for people? Because, you know, we, we are not in a visual medium right now. Yes. We have a very crude looking snake that's like half skin, half bones in terms of actual design. So it's like you see, like, it's, it's like. They decided they couldn't just pick between whether we want to go for like you know a, a rattles a snake skull or just a snake. So they split it. They went down the middle. They compromised, and it looks awful. It looks awful, and it's just these two random bones that's meant to be probably like the lower jaw jawbone. But I. I, I am not a snake expert, but I'm pretty sure that snakes do not have, like, a bone there. It's so bad. It's so bad. Okay. That's awful. But, you know, maybe... Maybe you don't want to use cologne. Maybe you want to use something different to get yourself smelling nice. Oh, God. <laughs> so, maybe... I'm really sorry. I'm about to send the image in, but it's saved somewhere random. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, all right, it's there. Why is it being annoying? Okay. Maybe, <laughs> though, you want something different to use. Maybe you want some nice, I don't know, Wiki Steamboat <laughs> and Hulk Hogan soap to use. <laughs> this is a set of WWF Wrestling Superstars decal soaps which are literally just soaps with pictures printed on the front of them. Amazing. What you gonna do when you wash up? <laughs> <coughs> because yeah. maybe, that, maybe that's just what you need. I mean, whilst I, mean, I was going to say, Reardon, I think you're going to have, in terms of toiletries and stuff like that, I think you've got the best for last. But mate, if we're on the subject of soap, yes. I have to bring this up. This came out in 2003. I want to, like, reiterate that. <clears throat> 2003. Gentlemen, have you ever wanted your hand soap to talk to you? I can't say that I have. Well, well tough, because we've got Stone Cold Steve Austin talking soap. <laughs> what the fuck? Now, this thing was a big plastic thing with soap kind of wrapped around it and as brian zane can attest to shout out to rest of regret it only ever had one voice line and it was simply this go wash up and that's the bottom line because stone cold said so <laughs> wash up 
god. That's okay. the only line it had. There was only two yeah. lines of this talking soap. One was Steve Austin, the other was The Rock. Again, I have to ask, who was there and went, ah, I wish my soap talked to me. <laughs> oh my god, that's a brilliant idea. Yeah, I, why? I don't need my soap to know my secrets. <coughs> Quite frankly, I don't Burn need in that. Burn your damn son of a bitch, go wash up. <laughs> Are you sure you don't need it? Well, okay. That's all nice, guys. That's all That's all well and good. But let's say that you use some of these products on a night out. Oh, yeah, because I want to I smell just like Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you really, you know, got that Ricky the Dragon steamboat energy <laughs> whatever that energy may be a couple of splashes of nitro for men and i'm out for the night on the turn <laughs> exactly you know a couple of splashes not too much just enough because you don't want to smell like a disused sulfur mine <laughs> <laughs> and so and you're feeling it in fact you take you manage to get on the pool take a nice lovely person with you what you need, because here at the Sweet Chinwag Podcast, we believe in safe sex. Yes. What you need is some good old Austin 316 condoms. Austin 316. Give, give me a hell Which is actually printed on this box. Alright, yeah. I have the inside of this box read, and if you would like me to read out what it actually says in the packaging. Oh, you have one with you? No, I have a picture that has the inside of it. Please enlighten me. So, first of all, let me just say, on the, on the middle of the packaging, it says, For World Wrestling Fed Federation, play safe. <laughs> so... If as you open up the condom packet, it has some stats on Stone Cold. Did you know that he weighed two hundred and fifty-two pounds? He's six foot two. Comes from Victoria, <laughs> Texas, and his favourite quote is, "And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so." Oh, also, his trademark finisher is the Stone Cold Stunner, which is what you'll now, be doing to your lady when you show her that you've got WWF attitude condom. The, the, the key part to all of this is. Right. <laughs> If you are at the point where you need to get condoms, are you reading wrestling stats? See, see, what I wanted was what I really want is they, they should have put the um, WWE superstars and divas put their bodies, their careers, and their lives on the line. <laughs> Don't try this out. Yes. Okay. This is yes. This is entertainment. But that but has a story. <laughs> okay. So as you get to the middle of the packet, it says this: If you choose to be sexually active, be safe. And in Comic Sans, it says how to use a condom. Number one, open. Number two, pinch, place, unroll. Number three, hold on. Hold on to what? 
<laughs> and number Don't four, dispose. So, so I have a question now. In the let's say you were designing this, this, this package, right? <laughs> Obviously, you need the pictures. <laughs> yes, like the little stick men. Who do you get? Whose likeness do you pick for the pictures Steve. of the little stick men? Steve Blackman, <laughs> the lethal weapon, Steve Blackman. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, if anyone else is gonna promote safe sex, then it's gonna be the lethal weapon, Steve Blackman. <laughs> I don't know. What? What I about? Mean, okay, what, right. what about Mister Ass Billy Gunn, the Godfather? <laughs> but no, but, okay, sure. Though, if you're doing if you're doing the condom merch gimmick, surely Val Venus is the option. Is that, is that no, because during a promo he said years ago I had a vasectomy. It's va I don't care. It's still fucking Val. <laughs> the only other people I can think of is as a bit get it to be DX. Yes. Yeah. Like they do, they do a segment about how, about promoting safe sex, and they just like they just inflate a, a bunch of condoms and just throw it into the crowd. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. It seems like something they would do. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> Shall we move on from that? Yes. Before we get into, I guess what will be will du be dubbed as kind of like the uh, the t-shirt segment, which I think we'll, we'll I guess we'll save a little yeah. bit for last. I want to come up with some some really weird ones. <laughs> so, back in 2011. They were really scraping the bottom of the barrel of what they could put, WWE could put, onto anything. And so they're, in their infinite wisdom, they thought, hey, why not we have fans eat a piece of the WWE? Gentlemen, I would like to introduce to you to the weird world of WWE Pizza Prince. Oh my yeah. god. Hey, have you ever wanted Seamus on your pizza? <laughs> Who likes mayonnaise on pizza? <laughs> now, the thing I love about these, because I know about Pizza Prince as a thing, um, these are basically just transferable rice paper designs that you put on hot food. Right. And you do literally nothing. They're just there. The only place that would have a demand for this is WWE events. Yeah, exactly. The, the, these, you know what? I'm going to say something that's going to sound like the maddest thing ever, but run with me. WWE pizza prints are such a symbol of corporate dominance and capitalist excess. Yes. <laughs> because... These serve no purpose. They add nothing to this pizza, and I see no reason to use them outside of a WWE event, except for the weird case where someone's having, like, a WWE-themed viewing party or something. Or it's a kid's birthday bash, and they really like <laughs> wrestling. Yeah, but, like, I don't think that's enough to justify making these. <laughs> He's right. Are there, even, are there even any justifications? <laughs> it's a kid's bar mitzvah. 
<laughs> it's like, today you will become a man whilst eating John Cena. <laughs> do, 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 indeed. It's just so, it is, it is just of a, uh, we've got no competition and we can do whatever the hell we want. <laughs> And you will like it, and you will consume it literally. Like what the what the fuck? I actually like. I don't know if I hate this just because it's a dumb idea. If I genuinely hate it because it's just so aggressively awful. No, with the Randy Orton one, you not only will you hear voices in your head, you will hear voices in your stomach. Oh, God. But again, though, like, have you ever just wanted to just eat rice paper? Like, I know that might be a feeling for some people. Uh, here's my question, actually. Have we found any, like, cookbooks yet? <laughs> of course, Ooh, there's the world-famous, um, uh, can you, uh, can you, uh, uh, the, the first one, the can you, uh, taste what the rock is cooking, or was can you bring the heat, can yeah. you bring the heat, and the, then JR's cookbook as well, which are absolutely infamous at this point. <clears throat> and I've been kind of... WWF. You know, it's oh, funny how I actually don't really count JR's one as a wrestling one. I don't know why. <laughs> I feel like JR's one, though, is just going to be actual just shoot barbecue advice. Yeah, you it know was, what I, I mean? mean? It did have, it, on the front cover, it was him, Stacey Keebler, and Trish Stratus at a cookout. <laughs> on the cover. <laughs> oh, my wait, God, Sean. I was going to say, this yeah. one here of a sandwich, I mean, Sean. <laughs> You know what, you know what, you know what, I'm going to put this out there. I'm going to put this out there, just off the cuff. To all who are listening, if you subscribe to our Patreon, we will use some of that money to buy one of those cookbooks, and I will cook some of it. I will do it. I will straight up use the recipe, and I will do it. You better. Okay, I haven't found the recipes, but I have found a list of recipes. Would you like some highlights? Oh, please. If this is a more modern one, Dad, <laughs> I think I know what's coming. Uh, this is definitely isn't, based off the names I'm seeing. Oh, gosh. Um, give me a... Okay, we're going to start off with some appetizers. Uh, Sam, can you give me a number between one and... One and fifteen. Twelve. Uh, you then your starter can be JR's baked French onion soup. Oh my gosh, son, I'm not even French. What the hell are you talking uh, about? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, uh, Raiden, can you give me a number between one and fourteen? I'm gonna go for uh, seven. Uh, seven. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. You have China's guacamole salad. <laughs> oh my lord. <laughs> okay. Uh, this one's massive, um, but it's about breakfast items. So just uh, give me a number from one to... Uh, one and eighteen. Mm. I'm just gonna go three. Number three. Yep. Uh, well, then you have the Shawn Michaels San Antonio omelet. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, give me a number between one and seventeen. One. 
Oh, you have The Rock's famous rock bottom pancakes. <laughs> I want to give specific shout outs to uh, one recipe, which is called The Rock's Smackaroni Salad. Smackaroni Salad. May I just say, I wanna, you're talking about all of this, may I just give uh, the most recent cookbook had had one recipe for bakista. Nice. <laughs> Which was but just basically it, a regular that... quiche, but they just put the pod of Batista and Bakista. Welcome to every themed cookbook. This is a side note. There's a YouTube channel called Miso Hungry that's brilliant. And what he does is he cooks from video game cookbooks. Yes. And the amount of dishes that are just a regular food item with a funny name is unreal. <laughs> um, but this brings me on to my favorite item, which is a recipe that's in the... But it's time the main event brackets entrees, uh, and it's just called Al Snow's peas. <laughs> it's just peas. <laughs> There's no other descriptors. <laughs> can't, you, can't, you can't even get over, and all he gets is peas in the cookbook. <laughs> um, okay, uh, we now we get onto our desserts. Um, oh, Ridley, can you give me a number from one to twenty? <laughs> I'm gonna go for my lucky number. I'm gonna go for eighteen. Uh, eighteen. Uh, you have Bob Backlund's low-carb vanilla ice cream. Yes! Okay. I never eat marijuana. <laughs> I, I am down for that. Um, Sam, give me a number between 1 and 19. 7. Uh, one, two. Uh, you have Kurt Angle's All-American Apple Pie. <laughs> oh, that's pie <laughs> and ice cream, Reardon. <laughs> Now, I hope that you guys are ready for the two greatest cookbook item names I've seen so far. Okay. Uh, number one, uh, it, well, the one I have chosen, number one, um, the Godfather's making chocolate pie is easy recipe. <laughs> Get it? Pimpin' ain't easy. <laughs> wow, that's a stretch and a half. And, and then Mark Henry's sexual chocolate cake. <laughs> What else, right? What else are you gonna call it? I mean, There's least, nothing I else mean, could have I mean, I'm upset there. Uh, please tell me that there is a rock's poontang pie recipe. I, I fucking wish there was, but there's not. And what's the even worse part about this it is that there's a recipe in here which is called Mankind's Pumpkin Pie, and that could have just easily been the rock's pumpkin pie. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Actually, where's the, where's the um recipe for strudel? Yeah, yes, exactly. Chris Jericho's strudel. <laughs> oh no, sorry. These are they're under there as Chris Jericho's doodles. Are you serious? Yes, they're called Jericho's doodles. Oh my god. Um. <coughs> uh, would you like to finish off with a drink? Oh, I, sure. uh, I, do you want to choose a number between one and four for me? Um. Yeah, we'll go for three. We'll go for three. Uh, well, then you have got Crash Holly's Jello Shooter. <laughs> Allegedly weighing over 300 pounds there, really. But it's funny that we're stuck on food, because after all this lovely pizza and lovely recipes, maybe you want to finish off with a nice drink to, you know, revitalize yourself. Oh, no. Get, maybe you want to get some energy back. No! And so... <clears throat> I would like to present you uh, with 
the WWF Raw Attitude Energy Drink, powered by Soko Energy. <laughs> what the I want hell to, is Soko? I want to elaborate. Soko is a completely separate company from WWE. They have they they were brought into WWE by Eric Bischoff. Of course they were, and I I thought this was like some kind of joke because I thought like Soko, you know, like mankind. No, yeah. they're a shoot company. And do you know what's even better about this? I found the website, <laughs> and this website has a taster review. Of WWF Raw Attitude. It's from 2008 and the website has been archived. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, and I will now read through these tasting notes for you. I'm expecting a monster clone with this energy drink. I am proven wrong with a sugary sweet grapefruit flavor with noticeable citrus and peach. WWE Raw Attitude comes out with a color similar to a monster, but more fluorescent and with a bit more orange-yellow colour. Its flavour seems to be almost similar to its citrus friend, Slamming Citrus, but with less citrus flavour and more peach and a bit more grapefruit. When I first tried it, I wasn't very pleased at all because of the diluted grapefruit flavour, but it certainly is refreshing. Not what I was expecting at all. Usually, mean organisations like WWE would make flavours that really are mean, in terms of a strong flavour and an intense kick. Uh, most likely from the Yerba Mate Damiana combination in the can. I'm enjoying this drink slowly, and there's no problem because I can't find any traces of sucralose nor any HFCS, high fructose corn syrup. As for carbonation, it's moderate, but it doesn't get in the way throughout the process of enjoyment. Since I find sucrose, it's not gummy, nor is it artificial. I like this drink. Overall, it's extremely crisp and enjoyable, but if you're looking for a mean taste, the whole line of WWE energy drinks are not for you. If you're looking for something that's relaxing after a series of exercises or just a long day, this could be the drink for you. Well, so, I mean, at least, so it's what, better, at least it sounds better than Prime. Yeah, but so what I'm hearing is that the guy is basically docking points on false advertising. I think so. There's even more information on this because he goes through the ingredient list. God dang! Like I'm this this is this is a shoot like actual review. Oh, you know someone was that committed. <laughs> shout out to shout out to this guy wherever you may be. Shout out to Chan on canned review on cannedreviews.blogspot.com in two thousand eight at eleven forty three p.m. <laughs> what? Wait, so wait, wait, wait. Is that his time or ours? Um, I'm going to assume local to this. Okay. Uh, Jeff Jeffrey Jeff Chandler Chan. Shout out to that guy. <laughs> Like, he put whole taster notes in there. So there you go. There's WWE Raw Attitude. I was going to say, at least it sounds like it tastes better than Prime. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it sounds like it didn't taste that bad, which for a branded energy drink is not that bad. <laughs> that, is, that is a win. That is a straight up win. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, what have you got for us, Reardon? Have you got anything else? You know... I feel like we need to finish this off right. Finish this off correctly. And 
I feel the only way. Oh, and, and, and as a quick sidebar, there is so much weird Stone Cold Steve Austin stuff. Okay. It's we could have done an entire episode just on his <laughs> merch. It is yeah. insane. I was gonna say we. What well, I was gonna say, Reardon, if you're gonna say anything, we we are far from done because I've got some really big cursed we've things to got, show We've you. still got the t-shirts. We've go still got yeah. the t-shirts. Oh, Jesus Christ, we still going. Right, I feel like I have to end this. Well, at least end this little portion with the John Cena nutcracker. Oh my god. Oh, that thing is cursed. That is fucking awful. I, you, and that like, can't be official, man. It, I, as far as I can tell, I think it may be. Oh my god, that thing! Ah! And I think what gets me, what gets me more than anything, dear listener, is that when I say like the John Cena Nutcracker, I don't mean. A nutcracker that looks like John Cena. No, 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 no. I mean, a traditional Christmas nutcracker, mustache and all, wearing John Cena merch. Yeah. Or basically cosplaying as John, John Cena. Cena. Yeah. <laughs> what oh really gosh. gets me? And it seems so happy. Yeah. Like, I won't run. Like, the idea of, like, wrestling, wrestler nutcrackers is a weird idea, but not, like, the weirdest. Yeah. But, nah, they actually half-assed this. Because I think, I think that there's a genuine... Uh, there's a genuine thing of like if you had like wrestlers that like the thing was they like crushed it with their hands or something it wouldn't be that bad mm. it would be goofy but like it would work but this is just like the worst amalgamation of everything <laughs> you would expect it at the very least you would have thought when you hear that it's, oh it's a john cena it's johnson no it's just a nutcracker who is a massive john cena fan it really is. Yeah. What a mark. Even the help the hat is like a baseball Like, we have just a legitimate mark for John Cena. Oh my god, I forgot he's wearing he's actually wearing the jorts. Yeah, that's when I say that it's like literally cosplay, jorts and all, like I hope I never have to hear the phrase jorts and all. All righty, shall we then get now get to the t-shirt section? Okay, I don't care that I know that we've been going in order, but I want to disrupt the order because there's one thing I have to talk about. And Sam already knows what's coming up, and it's the AJ Styles cum shirt. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this shirt. This shirt has been the cause of many a joke in the wrestling community. Um, Sam, if you would like to put in a picture for Reardon in case he's never seen it before. This feast your eyes on the AJ Styles cum shirt. Now, there's one thing I have to say about this, and that is that this is the most dated shirt of all time, and there's only one kind of person that would think of and buy this, and that is anyone who wears a Venom shirt in public. Yes. 
Also, may I just add to the fact with this picture, look at the utter disdain in AJ's face as he knows full well what this shirt looks like. <laughs> I want to hear See, the, problem is, the problem is, though, as well, though, is that this image in my head is always then attached to that voice side of him saying the gay community. <laughs> <laughs> It's just so it's just so bad because I know the exact kind of person that would think this is cool. Now, in response to cum shirts, may I introduce to you to the originator of the cum t-shirt, the Val Venus cocked, locked, and ready to rock t-shirt. That is awful. Yes. Oh my God. Everyone in the background to this picture looks confused about the shirt, to be honest. I'm going to be honest with you. This t-shirt section, I have to admit, you start. I started to realise with t-shirts how sexual ones there are. Yeah, sexual yeah. they get. This because is... this one coming up as well, I have to bring this up, it's the infamous... Acolyte Protection Agency uh, t-shirt. The uh, the always pounding ass bar and grill. <laughs> now, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I don't understand what's wrong. <laughs> this has gotten ex ex shockingly X-rated. Happy happy early Valentine's Day, everyone, I suppose. Oh, oh, I was going um, to say, no, 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 no. The best one. The best one. And I think Dan may have forgotten about this. Very, very midway into his career we finally had the chance to finally as Sin Cara fans get a piece of merch it went up and one day later it came off of WWE shop now <coughs> I'm going to put the picture up and I want you to, I want to show you and I want you two to see why it was taken off the store Guys, so quickly I don't understand why there would be so many issues with my Sinkara merch. I'm a massive Sinkara mock, and I really want to get a piece of merch. Just, 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 just keep looking, and I want to see if you know. Oh, no, I, I know, I know, I know exactly what's up. I with know exactly what happened there, and <laughs> um, hmm. guys, this 24 karat T-shirt is going to make you look like money. Oh my god! So, I I'm going to count this one because technically, because according to my research, it was not released due to the backlash. Is this what I think it is? And oh no! I think it's time we all watched watch me hit and then watch me Bray Bray with Bray Wyatt. <clears throat> no, no. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. Now here's the problem. You said like here's a shirt that wasn't released due to backlash, and my like my 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 life flashed before my eyes. And you then I got <laughs> then I got blindsided by hit. Now watch me, Bray Bray. And <laughs> Jesus Christ, this is the most white shirt I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I just, I just like <laughs> baseball bat clocked both of you with this, haven't I? Yeah, yes. I was half, I was half expecting the Jordan Miles one. Yeah, this is what I, that's what I was expecting. Yeah. No, and I was no, like, no. That's, I was like, that's awful for a very different reason than being weird. Now watch me hit. Now watch me bray bray. 
<laughs> is one of the worst things I think I've had enter my brain this week. And I, like, given just, my work... That, I'm hearing that in Bray's voice as well. Head. And his tone of his <clears throat> cadence. Now watch me here. Watch me, Bray Bray. Let me... Oh my god, that's... Never do that again. I cannot emphasize enough to never, ever do that again. I apologize on behalf of the my podcast. That is the most cursed thing I've ever heard you ever say in my life. Don't, don't even worry about it, son. Yes, no. The own... Now, I feel like, obviously, we spoke about we spoke about cumshire. <laughs> right? Is a sentence I just heard. Continue. Yes. Yes, it is. But, you see, I feel like, I feel like there's, a, I feel like there's another shirt that we need. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna get it up. Because this is one that I somewhat like. Even though it is incredibly goofy. <clears throat> okay. I am just getting I am just getting it. Now, this man has in recent years had some shirts. But this, I believe, is the best of the bunch. It is the Cody Rhodes makes them say ah. Oh. <laughs> Oh my god. Now, is this shirt awful? Yes. Do I love it? Yes. I... Yeah. <laughs> because no. never have I seen a white wrestler encapsulate the um, the particular aesthetic that comes with a certain type of rap album. Yeah. So, with this shirt, I now know what we will all be wearing at Sam's Inevitable Stag Do. Yes. I will, say be wearing, I will be How wearing this you? shirt. <laughs> this I is, say this, this ironically, I want one of these. This is a this is a pub crawl kind of shirt right there. This this shirt is honestly based. Honest the the tanks at the bottom. The it's the tanks. tanks. It's the fire, it's the fur coat, it's the bling lettering. <laughs> the more I, I, I look at it, the more I realize I am staring into a masterpiece work. Because... <laughs> i tell you what, I'll remake this shirt for you too. Listen, oh listen, 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 if I... Will we get sued if we make a sweet chinwag version of this? So... Because the thing is, right, I can't explain I can't explain this to people, but there's like this one guy and he's like a SoundCloud rapper and all his album covers are like this and they're incredible. incredible. Could you imagine if the Icy Hot Stunters ever got ever got really big? This is what I imagine what they would look like. Literally. <laughs> like, it is, it is incredible. It is one of my favourite types of aesthetic in the world. <laughs> real, real MySpace background going on there. It, it is giving. I found out how to use assets on an on a photo editor. Yes. <laughs> oh man, make him say. Uh... <laughs> so, 
if we're gonna end this, fellas, I feel like we need to end it with the man, the myth, and the legend, and the person who always comes up. Now, Dan, <laughs> before you go to the inevitable, how we want to end it the way we want to end it, yeah. I want to introduce you two to a couple of things about the man, the myth, the legend, Jeff Jarrett. Oh, here we go. Oh, so, here we go. back in his day, back when he returned to WCW in 1999, they saw the infinite wisdom to give us Slap Nuts Foam Guitars. Now that's beautiful. But, what? say you wanted to go beyond that. You An wanted actual to guitar. actually want to play the guitar with <laughs> Jeff Jarrett branding. Gentlemen, I give you the Jeff Jarrett guitar. Oh my god. Oh my god. And would you like to see how they sold it for, how much they sold this guitar for, and a... could even get it signed by the man himself. Okay, I reckon that's selling for like I was about I was gonna say four hundred pounds. Four hundred dollars, <laughs> sorry. Would you like to yo, personalizing it is only twenty dollars? What? Yo, that's based. You know what? You know what? That's absolutely not a f uh, a four hundred dollar guitar, but <laughs> that's more I mean, of a hundred and twenty dollar guitar at best. Yeah, that's that's a uh, that's a Fender copy, um, and like that probably actually retails at like eighty to one hundred twenty dollars. The thing is, it's They've actually on, it's Jeff actually Jarrett. in a fixed tuning, so every time you play pluck a string, it actually goes do 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 do. Yo, the acoustic Jeff Jarrett, the acoustic My World. Let's go. <laughs> he ain't dead. He ain't the rock. <laughs> <laughs> it's everything I could have ever wanted. I want my guitar to have Jeff Jarrett on it. Jack yeah. and I can find a way to get Jeff Jarrett to sign my bass guitar. Yes. <laughs> yes, I do think that's possible. I mean, I never play it Look, when we go to the AEW show uh, in over in the find summer, Jeff Jarrett with my bass guitar. And yes. Like, Jeff, can you find this, please? Corner Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> okay. Look, we've danced around it. If it comes to Jeff Jarrett, so Dan, give us the PS de resistance of the worst wrestling merch. <laughs> now, whether or not this qualifies as merch is one thing, but. When it comes to Jeff Jarrett and it comes to weird things you can buy in wrestling, there's the granddaddy of them all. And that, of course, is from that brief time when it was no longer TNA. It was no longer Impact. It was Global Force Wrestling. And as part of the funding for this, uh, Jeff Jarrett offered Global Force Gold. <laughs> Oh no. Um, and what Global Force Gold was, was a scam. <laughs> That's basically it. It was just a scam. <coughs> so, if you want to watch a seven minute video and learn how to build capital, <laughs> you can do that and get your earn your weight in 24 karat Global Force Gold. A hundred Jeff Jarrett's! <laughs> <laughs> May I actually just say as well now, it makes me laugh that the uh, that I believe the seven minute video is actually leaked and on YouTube. <laughs> yes, I believe it is out there somewhere. But basically, this was some kind of weird like 
drop shipping come like investment scam where you would give them money and the money would be sent back to you as like its weight in like actual gold yes with the idea being that like well the value of gold changes so then you can sell the gold by weight and then get more money back it was back in that day (laughs) where all these cash for gold schemes were absolutely prevalent in the world it was kind of like what nfts are today but yes. the thing is, is that there were most cash for gold schemes were like, hey, do you have some gold jewelry lying around your house that you don't wear anymore? <laughs> Would you like to trade it in for like trade value? Mm. So the the benefit being like, oh well I've got some stuff here and I can sell it and it gets done for its weight in whatever gold they can get from it. That that's not bad. It's kinda of like kinda of like how kinda of like how like a, a pawn shop works. Mm. But this was just, if you give us money, we'll give you gold through, like, 17 shell companies. Because mm. Global Force Gold was actually operating using someone else that was owned by someone else that was owned by someone else that was using a different trading name in the US that was actually based in Switzerland, that was actually based in, like, Korea, that was actually based in, like, China. I respect respect the hustle, Jeff, but this wasn't the scheme to get you more money. <laughs> the but, global but force the wrestling. The entire thing I love about this was that this was intended to like help fund a wrestling company. Yeah. <coughs> <laughs> That's the part about this that makes it incredible. Because like I genuinely think this takes like wrestling fans will buy anything to the absolute extreme. The gold wasn't even branded. Exactly. There wasn't even global force branding on the gold. <laughs> It was just a thing that you had and could keep and then sell and then lose money on. <laughs> Welcome to wrestling, everyone. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, we love Jeff, we really do, but this weren't it to keep Global Force Wrestling no, going. Global Force Gold was not it. <laughs> Oh gosh, I leave you gents actually. I just want to show you gents the, the botch spot comic uh that came out after this, which I found to be quite funny. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> just Don't worry, it's completely fine. (laughs) But that is where we are going to end end this episode. (laughs) (coughs) Well, I've had a hell of a journey, and I think we've all come to the conclusion that there has been some fucking tat. But people, but wrestling fans will buy anything. (laughs) Yes. As long as it has, as long as it has a wrestler's face on it, they will buy anything. Uh, well, I'm going to sit down and calm down now and actually look through w- uh, WWE Euroshop and see what I can buy. Yes. Have and you maybe... ever a WWE Waffle Iron? I know that's a thing they sell. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you want a toaster instead? I said don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but no, I have, uh, this one's been such a, an insane one, just to hear the reactions from YouTube, just the merch that we found. Anyway, 
<coughs> for our next episode, we're actually going to announce it midweek as we need to kind of finalise a little couple of things. So we've got a whole bunch of them coming through. We might have a couple of more guests here and there coming in for the next few weeks. So stay tuned. Stay tuned to our social medias. Keep that on lock and keep an eye on that. But until the next episode, I've been Sam. This has been Dan and Reardon, and you've been mm-hmm. listening to the Sweet Chinwag podcast. I can assure you that we will not have wall talkers, penis t-shirts, but we probably will have a Sweet Chinwag uh, t-shirt that says always pounding ass. But until then, <laughs> we will see you on the next one. Bye! Bye! Bye.